0: You're listening to 3 in 30 Takeaways for Moms, and I want to make sure you heard my big announcement on Monday that I released a brand new digital product this week, the Flex of Gold Journal for Kids. You might be familiar with my Flex of Gold Journal for Moms. This is a hardcover, beautiful, linen-bound journal that is a place where you can write down one beautiful moment that you experience with your children each day, even if it was super fleeting because it trains your brain to start noticing the good in your life, even in the hardest seasons. Well, now, if you want your children to join you in this habit of looking for the good, you can purchase a downloadable version of this journal, modified to be especially for kids, with adorable illustrations and fun gratitude tips. Simply print out enough copies for each child in your family, or even send it to a local print shop to have them spiral bind it. You could do it with your kids for an entire year, or just for a month, or even just for a week around Thanksgiving time. The download comes with space for them to write a golden moment on all 365 days of the year, but you can decide if you'd rather just print a smaller section for them. You're definitely going to want to print the parable of the minor coloring pages at the front to introduce the concept of flex of gold to your family, and I think this could make an incredible family night and gratitude tradition this year. To celebrate the launch of this new digital product, you can use the code KIDS for 50% off through the month of November. That will bring the price down to $4.99 and you really can't beat that. So go to 3and30podcast.com/shop and enter the code KIDS, K I D S to get 50% off this unique children's journal. I hope you love it. Welcome to 3and30, a podcast to help you feel more like yourself within your motherhood. Each 30-minute episode features three actionable takeaways to help you become a more self-assured mom, someone who knows yourself, honors your needs, and loves your people. Listen in to feel encouraged as we learn together how to overcome overwhelm and find more magic in motherhood. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. I'm so glad you're here. Well, friends, it's almost the most chaotic time of the year. Oh, wait, that's not how the song goes, is it? It's supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year, but holy moly, between school concerts and gift shopping and cookie exchanges and home decorations and holiday card sending and gingerbread making and church attending and traveling to see family, wow, the holiday season can start to feel like a bit much for many moms, myself included. This year, I'm committed to having a more intentional holiday season, which is why I was thrilled when one of my podcast host friends, Desiree Endress, recently released a new workbook, Your Minimal-ish Holidays, 30 Days to a More Intentional Season. I asked her to come on the podcast today to talk to us about some of the concepts in her new workbook so we can all have a holiday season that feels more grounded in our values and full of peace and joy this year. Desiree is the host of the podcast Minimalish, where she talks all things realistic minimalism, motherhood, and intentional living each week. She is also a former high school English teacher like me, and she is mom to two girls ages six and one. In 2018, Desiree and her husband set out to live with less clutter in their home, and soon she found that the journey to less was about so much more than a clutter-free home. Five years later, she's learned to embrace a messy, realistic version of minimalism she teaches others how to fit minimalism into their unique life, family, personality, and season. In this episode, she'll share with us some of her tips for having a minimal ish holiday season, whatever that means for us personally. And I can't wait for you to learn more from her. So let's dive in. Desiree, welcome to 3 and 30. I am so excited to talk with you today.
1: I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, I love the overarching concept of your work, the name of your podcast minimal-ish. It makes me smile and I'm drawn to it because I think I have a similar value around this to you. So why don't we just start with you telling us a little bit about what does minimal-ish mean to you?
1: Yeah. So I learned about minimalism between five and six years ago, and I was all in, so excited to declutter my entire home. And then I also, like a lot of people who discover minimalism, and it kind of changes their life to have less clutter in their home. Mm -hmm. I also wanted to talk about it and share about it. And I quickly realized that if I went online on Instagram or wherever and searched minimalism, I did not fit in that (laughs) definition. Like at least what I was seeing, it just looked like these images of perfectly tidy homes all the time, like all whitewashed walls. And at first I wanted to be like, okay, well, I guess I'm not a minimalist. This is not going to work for me. And I also realized that there's just so many roles that can be associated with it. So what I realized is if I was going to keep this as a value in my life, then I didn't want it to be like roles I was following, but rather I wanted to make it work for me. So that's when I started to use the word minimal-ish. And that's when I shifted my podcast. It originally wasn't called that, but I shifted it to be called that because I wanted it to be about using the concept of minimalism and just making it work for you, making it work in your home, whatever it looks like. It's just using it as a value or maybe just kind of like a line in the sand that it's okay to cross over because it's your life, but you have it there as a guiding stone, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm.
0: Totally makes sense. And I think as mothers, especially some women do it but it would be hard to be a true hardcore minimalist. You know, like I remember watching a documentary on Netflix – I like to the famous minimalism guys. I can't remember exactly, but they had so few possessions. It was like they had like less than 10 possessions and they lived out of a suitcase basically. And just everything was so austere. And in some ways I'm really drawn to that. And I'm like, yes, that's what I want. And in other ways I'm like, that is just not realistic for a busy mom with kids who have their own desires and interests and levels of comfort with stuff and letting go of stuff. And so we can embrace, my desire to simplify. I think simplicity is one of my core values. We can embrace that while also allowing there to be room for some abundance. Some areas of my home are very organized and decluttered. Others are not. Like We're doing a minimal-ish life. And it's really about living with intention and knowing what I have and do I actually want it? And if I don't, let's get rid of it. So I just really resonate with the way that you teach and talk about minimalism, and that's why I'm excited to have you here today. And We're going to talk specifically about a minimal-ish holiday season, and heading into this busy time of year, what can we do to get intentional about our values this season and to live them out well, and I'm so excited to hear your three takeaways about it.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited. I've wanted to kind of create something around the holiday season because it is a very busy and stressful and chaotic season. But it, I don't think it's meant to be that, really, when it comes it down to it. doesn't have to be
0: that. Certainly. Right. Yeah.
1: So my first takeaway is to start by making some space in your home for the incoming stuff that is going to come in. And Doing that by doing pre-holiday decluttering. Specifically, if you're only choosing like one spot in your home and you're like, I don't have time for much, choose the toys and the arts and crafts, because that is what is probably going to come in in the heaviest volume. When it comes to the stress around the holidays, I think about after the holiday season and after, you know, if, if it's Christmas that you celebrate. That's the one that is often associated with so much stuff. So that's probably what most people are feeling stressed about. Once it's over and you've got all this new stuff coming in and your home is just like trashed with new things, right? I think that it might be one of the most stressful parts because you're already tired from all of the festivities and then you've got all this stuff to deal with and find homes for. So if you can tackle it before we even get there, then that's great. So you don't have to do a full overhaul of your whole home, like I said, but just going into the toy area with like a garbage bag and a donate bin or bag, whatever you want to use, and keeping your eye on things that don't belong in those spaces as well. And Mm -hmm. just go in and take 20 to 30 minutes even for maybe a couple of days, set a timer, have your kids help if they're old enough to help. I find with my daughter that this is her favorite time to help me because she knows like I can tell her okay we're gonna probably get some new stuff right we're we're mm. excited to get some new stuff and so she's more able to think about okay I need to make space for my new stuff and that that's what I say like let's make space for the new stuff that's going to come in Mm -hmm. but some other areas too like if we want to just prepare our home for this season which I think is really the first step to making it less stressful because a less stressful space is going to really help us then some other areas that might be helpful is the entryway because as it's getting colder in a lot of areas like the big coats, the big boots, that that Mm -hmm. all takes up a lot of space. So making it so that you have space for the things that you're actually using. And then if you are busy during this season, you're going in and out a lot. The kitchen is a frequently used area if you are baking a lot or even hosting this season. And then the living room, because at least for me, when I think of a less stressful holiday season, I do think of a cozy space that is maybe minimally decorated, but not overly cluttered with stuff. And I can sit down at the end of a busy day and just experience a peaceful space to watch a holiday movie, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. Cozy holiday space. Absolutely. Yeah. And one thing that helps me with decluttering at this time of year is realizing that some of the stuff that we give away, other families may be able to use as gifts for their children. Because sometimes it's difficult when you know that you spent good money on something and your kids never really used it. Like there's guilt there that keeps you from letting go of stuff because you feel wasteful. And so this is a time of year when you can think this is a really great toy that my kids never really played with i don't need to feel bad about giving that to the donation center because this is a time of year when families are going to be in there looking for gifts for their kids and this will become a really wonderful gift for another child to play with or like My kids both have nice snow boots that they grew out of really fast, so they only got to wear them for one season. And I was looking at them the other day and feeling like that was so wasteful that these nice boots barely got used, it feels like. But I'm like, if I donate them right now, another family who needs those boots this winter is going to have access to them versus if I wait and donate them over the summer or something, you know? So I think having that mindset of service too around decluttering can be helpful in the holiday season.
1: Yeah, I love that. And it's easier for our kids to let go of stuff maybe this time of year. But I love thinking about it in the way that it's easier for us to let go of stuff, too.
0: Yeah, for sure. Let's take a quick break to thank this episode's sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. I'm relishing in these shorter autumn days for one reason, more cozy evening downtime with my family. In the summer, we're often out and about until late, but once autumn hits, we often stick around the dinner table a little longer. I really look forward to the days where Ryan or I prepare a Green Chef meal because I know it's going to be delicious, nourishing, and different than what we normally cook. Some of my favorites lately are the harvest salad with chicken and bacon and the spicy coconut curry shrimp soup. And best of all, I won't have to do the mental work of deciding what to make for dinner and going grocery shopping. I just grabbed the bag of pre-portioned ingredients that came from Green Chef out of the fridge and follow the recipe card. Feel your best this November with seasonal recipes featuring certified organic fruits and vegetables, organic cage-free eggs, and sustainably sourced seafood. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or you're just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. With so many customizable options, you can't go wrong with Green Chef the number one meal kit for eating well. For Green Chef's best deal of the year, get $250 off with the code 3IN30250 at greenchef.com 3IN30250. That's greenchef.com 3IN30250 for $250 off. This episode is also sponsored by CoPilot, one-on-one fitness coaching with personalized workouts and accountability. Sometimes I feel like I'm the only mom out there who wants to exercise and have a healthy body, but who isn't training for a triathlon or busting out pull-ups at the CrossFit gym. I know that's not true, but it can make me feel self-conscious at times, and that's why I'm so excited about the Copilot Fitness app, because whether you do want to train for a triathlon, or you just want to get a little more fit so you can keep up with your family like I do, the Copilot program supports your unique fitness journey and goals. Copilot offers connection to a real-life trainer, personalized workout plans, regular progress check-ins, support, and guidance. I really like how you can work out at the gym or at home and that it's so cost-effective compared to traditional in-person training. Copilot offers accountability, flexibility, and affordability for people who want to take their health seriously but who may be intimidated by either the experience or the cost of traditional personal training. Due to my history with eating disorders, I am incredibly careful about the wellness resources that I recommend. And I love Copilot because it is personalized to what you want out of your fitness journey, not what diet culture tells us we should look like. So if you've been feeling the desire to set personal health goals, but you've been overthinking it and haven't known where to start, I'd love for you to follow my lead to get fit and feel fabulous, however that looks for you. Give CoPilot a try to find out why it was listed by Forbes as the top-rated personal trainer app of 2023. Head to go.mycopilot.com slash 3in30 to get a 14-day free trial with your own personal trainer. That's go.mycopilot.com slash 3in30 to get a free 14-day trial with your very own personal trainer. Take a back seat and let CoPilot help you reach your fitness goals. And then what is your second takeaway for us?
1: So my second takeaway is to make a values-based plan for the holiday season. And I love this because I think the holiday season is a time of year when we are all planning in some way, even if it's just as simple as like we're making gift lists, we're planning out the people that we have to buy gifts for. We are planning around this season in some way, whether we're filling up our calendar with like all the holiday events. But that's why it becomes such a stressful season because we are planning a lot, but we're not often taking time to step back and think about what we actually value about this season and how can we plan around that. So just some examples. Maybe it's a value for you in this season of life to like really stick to a specific budget because you are paying down debt. Well, if you're not planning your gift list around that value then that could easily go out the window during this time of year so really getting clear on your values some other examples maybe it's your value to just live a little bit of a slower pace in this season again with all of the events that like are shiny and seem really fun for our mm-hmm. kids to do like we could easily just overdo it on our calendars and nobody has fun when we're like Mm-hmm. trying to get to every single festive event. Everyone's exhausted. So if you're planning around that value, maybe you put an emphasis on things that you can do festively together at home, like baking or or uh, movie nights together. Personally, one of my values is my faith. And every year for the longest time, I would be really excited about the holiday season and just like slowing down and getting quieter and calm and having some time to do some type of Advent devotional. It's really meant to be a time of slower pace and waiting. And so I would like envision, okay, I'm going to have these really cozy moments in the mornings, like quiet
0: stillness and- Light a candle, sit by the tree.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And it would never happen because (laughs) I would just dive into the season and I don't even know. I would pull out maybe my older Advent devotional halfway through the season and be like, "Okay, let's start from day 15. I don't know. I just think if we can get clear on our values from the beginning and that doesn't just mean us, like we can pull our family in and have a little family meeting and talk about what's important to us about the holiday season and really be careful to plan around that and not over plan.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I've heard of people choosing a word of the year during New Year's and they say like, this is my one word of the year and I'm going to live it out the whole year. I've also heard of the idea of choosing a word of the season, a similar concept of having a word of the year, but instead doing it for your holiday season and coming back to it often, looking at it often, putting up a reminder, because it's so easy to just fall into it, the busyness, the traditions, and then all of a sudden before you know it, whoa, what happened to my desire to prioritize my faith? So maybe if your word of the season is faith, and you put it up there and you have it as a constant reminder and that could be fun magic slow presence like physical presence whatever it is that you want for the holiday season really coming back to that i think is a really cool idea to pick your word and i also want to mention that you have this fabulous journal that you just released which i think will do incredible things for women who want to be more intentional about their holiday season so tell us a little bit about your journal before we move into the next takeaway
1: Yeah, the whole purpose of the journal that I created is to really plan our holiday season intentionally and plan around our values. And so it goes through what I call like the four pillars of minimalish living. But really, it starts with living with less stuff. So that's why my first takeaway was about our stuff. And then it goes into aligning our days to our values. So that can be any time of year, but we're specifically applying that to our holidays and then we talk about decluttering our mind and do like a big holiday brain dump and all kind of other mindset shifts that might come up at this time of year that might be helpful for us to really declutter our mind. And then we end it with walking towards contentment and talking about how we can find contentment in a season that it would be really easy to compare like all the things we might see people online doing to what we might not be doing, if that makes mm-hmm.
0: sense. Yeah. And I love the format of the journal, that it's a 30-day journal that's just like a 15 to 20-minute, like you read your little thought, your encouragement that you wrote, and then you give space for the reader to do some journaling about the concept of the day, basically. It seems very doable to me. I'm like, I could do this for 15 minutes every day for 30 days. And even if I didn't do it perfectly, it's better than nothing. It's right here in front of me. I'm flipping through it. I'm planning to do it in the month of November to get ready. So that I can have a really intentional December that's actually built around my values instead of just what gets thrown at me over this busy time of year.
1: Yeah, I'm so glad that you see it as something that's helpful because I really put so much into it. I keep saying that it's everything I've ever wanted to say about the holidays and intentional living during the holiday season.
0: And one concise, it's not even a book, it's like a concise book journal. So it's very doable for moms who want to do this work.
1: I mentioned that I always want to focus on a devotional at this time of year, and it's kind of like that. It's just not faith-based. So mm-hmm. it's really more so based on just planning around your values. So if faith would be part of your values, then of course that could be incorporated in it. So
0: mm-hmm. if
1: someone knows like what a devotional looks like, it kind of looks like that in a way.
0: Like a daily devotional practice, but not yeah. faith-based. Yes. Right. Okay, great. And then what is your third and final takeaway for us?
1: So my third and final takeaway is to scale back on our magic making efforts and focus on being present together. So I think there's just this pressure out there for moms. I don't think this is any new information for anyone. Like we all feel it to make the magic for our kids at this time of year specifically. But when we're talking, it's the end of October and I feel like it has started now with Mm -hmm. like Halloween and fall. Like there's so much pressure on us to make this season magical and go to all the pumpkin patches and do all of that. And then it just continues and like ramps up Mm -hmm. (laughs) as we deal with things like, I don't know. There's just so many ways that we feel the pressure to make the magic, whether it comes to like getting a big pile of gifts under the tree or just going out to these like big light shows or or whatever it is. And I have realized that if I am stressed out, which I often am if I'm trying to pack things onto my schedule, then my kids aren't really enjoying themselves so much. They are feeling the stress. They're stressed out back at me (laughs) and everyone is stressed out. So I think if you feel the pressure to go, go, go all season long to like make this magic, one mindset shift for me has been that kids make their own magic. Like if we scale back, if we simplify it, if we just stop trying to fabricate all the magic for them, not that we can't do any of it, like some of it I love and I'm sure those listening like feel like, no, I don't wanna stop doing this, this and this. It's not about that. It's just about the pressure to do the things that are exhausting you. Like we can let that go and our kids are going to find magic in a very simple holiday season as well. The other day, my daughter wanted me to watch her and listen to her sing this song. And at the time, she had earlier had been telling me like about certain gifts she was interested in. And so I was just browsing like online shopping, which I'll turn in my minimalism card, I guess now, because I was browsing (laughs) online shopping already in October. But I, I wasn't paying attention to her. And I was just like, I'm looking at something. I'm looking at something. And she's like, no, let me let me sing this Snowflake song. All she wanted was my attention. And for me to watch her sing and dance to this snowflake song, in my head, I'm like, I'm doing something for her. I'm trying to, you know, get the gift list right already so I could just be on top of it. But when it comes down to it, our kids want more of us. And we can't give them that when we are constantly trying to figure out like, okay, how can I make them happier? How can I make them experience the magic of this season? They make it on their own and they just want us to be present with them. So. I think that that is the biggest thing I'm trying to remind myself this season is to just relax and enjoy it with them. Like this season can be for us too. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be, we get to the end of the season. Like I see a vision of like everyone sitting around the tree, but I'm so tired and exhausted because I did way too much to make it happen. And I can't enjoy a season that I love. And obviously we want our kids to enjoy it, but like we don't have to do the most to make that happen. They will enjoy it just mm. on their own.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a vision as you were describing your vision of Christmas morning of <laughs> myself. I had a memory, not a vision, <laughs> a memory of a few Christmases ago, Christmas morning, where I basically had like a mini panic attack I didn't really know that's what it was, but I think that's what it was. Like I was extremely lightheaded while the kids were opening the presents and just like needed to lay down. I didn't feel good. I had wanted to make like some pumpkin waffles for breakfast, a special breakfast, and I didn't feel well enough to do that. I basically laid on the couch feeling crummy physically for most of the morning and had the realization that this is because I overdid it so much leading up to this day. And like, I'm so tired and stressed and my body is done. And that is so counterproductive. I mean, my kids still had a great morning, but I didn't really because I wasn't feeling well. And like, if we can prevent that from happening by being more intentional leading up to our big holidays, by doing this kind of thought work and planning and daily devotionals and journaling and getting back to our values – it can make a big difference for how we experience the holidays as well, which matters as moms. So I'm just so grateful for these insights that you brought today. I'm grateful for your journal. I highly recommend it for anybody that's looking for a more intentional, minimal-ish holiday season this year. And as we wrap up, Desiree, if people want to learn more from you, where would you tell them to start?
1: Yeah, I would say come on over to the Minimal-ish podcast. You can find it just by searching minimal dash-ish. It's easier to find it if you use that dash. (laughs) Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's harder if you don't, depending on where you're searching for it. But that's where I really spend the most of my time and efforts
0: is over there. And then I'm also on Instagram at Desiree.endries. Okay, great. And we will link all of that in the show notes. And we're just so grateful for your time today. Thanks for coming on 3 and 30.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
0: Is your soul breathing a sigh of relief after listening to that conversation? I love Desiree's reminder that with a bit of forethought and planning, we get to decide whether the next six weeks is the most wonderful time of the year or the most chaotic time of the year. And the amount of activities and traditions and busyness that is right for your family is going to be totally different from the amount that is right for my family, which is why doing your own personal reflection and inventory is so important. So as you're thinking about the kind of holiday you want to have, consider Desiree's three takeaways. First, make some space for the incoming stuff by doing a pre-holiday declutter of the toys and arts and crafts. You don't have to do a big whole house overhaul. Even just giving yourself 20 to 30 minutes a few days in a row can really make a big difference. It's a good time of year to be ruthless because you know stuff is coming in. And you can even use that to encourage your kids to let go of stuff they're no longer using and could honestly be used by another child this holiday season. If you could use some more help with the decluttering process, I'd love to recommend an episode I aired a long time ago, around the holiday season five years ago, and it's still one of my favorites. It's episode eight, Controlling Kids Clutter. I remember I started that episode with an intro describing me going around my house with a huge bag like the Grinch. And tossing in toys and knickknacks I wanted to dump off of Mount Crumpet. So maybe give that old episode a listen while you do some of your own decluttering this month, and I'll link that in the show notes. Second, make a values-based plan for the holiday season. We plan for the holidays in the form of gift lists and our calendar, but we often forget to think about what we actually want for our season. What are the important values that you want to embody this year, and how can you make sure that those things are a focus? Maybe it's budget, coziness, fun, faith, or something else entirely, but get clear on your intention before the invitations and stuff comes rolling in so you can make space for what matters most to you. Maybe choose a word of the season, write it on a sticky note, and stick it up on your bathroom mirror so you can be reminded each day. And third, scale back on your magic-making efforts and just focus on being present with your kids. I completely agree with Desiree that kids are really good at creating their own magic when we scale back and give them space to do it. Sometimes we as parents just go, go, go all season long, trying to make everything perfect, stretching our budget thin, stretching ourselves thin, and we end up feeling so tired that we miss the magical parts of the season we love. So a practical step here would be to do a holiday brain dump of all the things you feel like you have to do or even want to do, whether it's events or buying gifts or traditions. Then talk to your family about what they value most from the list and cross a few things off. It doesn't mean you will never do those things again. It might just mean you don't do them this year. Friends, if you want some motivation to actually slow down and do some of the reflection and intention setting before the full holiday buzz begins, I highly recommend Desiree's Guided Workbook. This 30-day journey will set you up for a beautiful holiday season and I'll link it in the show notes. As always, thank you for listening to my podcast. It means the world to me that you show up here to learn with me. I'm always rooting for you, and I hope you have a beautiful week with your family.